Welcome to Block Rockets Expert Talk, the podcast where we will interview industry experts, thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption. My name is Sagar and I'm investment manager of Block Rockets. We are one of the leading investor for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to 500,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting then feel free to apply to our website. In our episode today I would like to introduce you to Alisa Kohn. She is an executive coach who has worked with C shoot executive at prominent startups such as Venmo, Etsy, DraftKings, The Wirecutter, McWeldon and Tory Burch and the Fortune 500 companies like Dell IBM, Microsoft, Google, Pfizer, Calvin Klein and Hitachi. She is the author of the 2022 Independent Press Award winning book From Startup to Grown Up and the podcast host of the same name which provides insights and tools for the journey founders and all the leaders must go through as they scale their leadership. Hi Alisa, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us. Uh so let's let's start with the uh, uh like so so first of all i'm like really blessed and humble, uh, blessed to have you on my podcast uh block rockets expert talk so we are basically like early stage vc based out germany uh, our offices are in frankfurt berlin and munich so i think we worked in the same domain uh but what we do is like we look for like early stage uh startups we grill the founders and then we invest our our funds money into them and then we help them build the startup right but yeah. you are also working with this this startup founders like how to grow the business and i also i also try to read a few of the points from your book right so there is lot to talk but how about we start with your journey into becoming the coach right and yeah. i would like to also ask you a little bit more about like your first love uh, true love and then about also like your rap his uh, like a career right but how about <laughs> we start from like how how you end up being coach yeah Well I uh, started uh, my career in the nonprofit world and I was very interested in why people I, I was in the nonprofit world and at some point the provost of the university I worked for said you can't manage faculty because they have tenure but I had this insight it can't be that people will only work for you because if they don't you'll fire them so I went off to business school to kind of think about that I got all turned around and I focused on finance and accounting and strategy I exited into PricewaterhouseCoopers on their so-called fast track part fast track fast track path to partner and you know I just realized after two and a half years this is not it this is not my thing so I had to really seek out what is my thing and I realized I wanted to make a difference and I went to a conference and I met a coach and I thought that is what I want to do like violins played that's what I want to do so I was pretty young to be an executive coach so I joined the startup world I was a CFO of one startup the head of strategy of another startup when they all imploded i thought okay time to be a coach so i put one foot in my front in front of the other ever since that interesting i mean um the journey must be really hard right to become a coach uh, for the csu executive uh, so when did you thought about this thing like when this actually started like when you thought this is a need of an hour and then you started building uh, step by step your career into being becoming a coach if you can mention also a few of your failed or failures on the way to becoming the stars coach yeah 
Yeah, well, honestly, for the first five years, I did not draw a calm breath. It's really hard. It's hard to motivate yourself all the time. It's hard to not exactly have a path. It's hard to not have structure. People don't know what a coach is. So even just explaining, I mean, now they do, but then, you know, 20 plus years ago, they didn't. And so it's just, you know, putting your path together is hard. Getting clients to pay you for your services is hard when you don't have a track record. So for me, it was really about, overcoming my own anxiety, overcoming my fears I couldn't do it, overcoming my own imposter syndrome, and meeting person after person and being helpful to person after person, being brought into large companies and helping managers and leaders and executives inside of those large companies and being successful at that. So that's kind of how I began to put my career together. And then when I moved to New York about 15 years ago, I realized that we were building a really big startup ecosystem here and I was excited about that. I had been in the startup world, as I told you. So that's what got me really focused on startup coaching. Interesting. So um, I would like to also ask you about your true love and rep career, right? So if you would like to go back <laughs> sure. to history. Well, my, my love of, I think my love of kettlebells, we talked about this on Twitter, I think. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm obsessed with weight training and I specifically love kettlebells. And I sometimes will do kettlebell videos on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, on weekends, because I really want to inspire people to, to continue to prioritize their own fitness. And especially women must must live weights, we all must live weights, it's really important for long term health. And I created a rap music video called the work is in you. It's a, a rap music video about executive coaching. And it's called the work is in you because the work cigar is in you. Interesting. No, I mean, I think the health is really important part for uh especially when you are working in corporates or they uh, yes. like sitting jobs, right? I mean, I also yes. went through like uh, so many of uh, my back issues back in days. Uh, but the career shift is always hard, right? So I was listening your uh, podcast with Tim Ferriss and uh, where you were mentioning that PwC, then you start uh, like uh, try to quit. And then you also studied from EV League, right? So you, you wanted to work in like uh, JP Morgan or somewhere you can actually contribute your skills right yeah so what's what's make you to like pivot from that direction and then you just start like this this whole journey well, it wasn't like because of this a toxic culture or like it just like uh, doesn't match up with your skills in terms of why i leave pwc uh so, sorry in terms of why i left pwc you mean no, I mean, uh, you wanted to go to like after PwC and then you, you want to start at JP. Yeah, right? so I, yeah. I got an offer at, for, from Goldman Sachs, actually. And, you know, I just realized that my path was more entrepreneurial. That's why I joined the startup world. And that's why ultimately I became a coach. Understood. So what are, I mean, uh, if you look at the recent uh, situation, right, uh, we were in like, financial bull market literacy side like 10 plus years and now there was like a crypto bull market it was like last two years and everyone thinks that asset can fly only up right like to the moon the slangs we use in crypto space yeah but, so that's not the scenario at the moment right all the assets depreciate a lot and not only like a crypto market but also financial side if you look at the some of the shares like paypal and facebook went down more than 50 percent uh, yeah. So, so what are the advice would you like to give to the startup founders at the moment, especially in the crisis time? Yeah, two words: keep building. Uh, the truth is that you cannot control the financial markets. <clears throat> you can't control the macro environment. You can't control psychology or sentiment. Here's what you can control: what you do and what you say. 
and you can lead your company to build an extraordinary company during this difficult time. And you can manage yourself. My book is divided into three sections, managing you, managing them, and managing the company. And the reason I start my book, From Startup to Grown Up, with the first section, managing you, is because every day, the first person you lead is yourself. And so you've got to get your mindset right. You've got to set yourself up for the long haul. You've got to make the tough choices that you need to make to navigate in this environment. And you have to believe that you're going to get to the other side. So keep building is my advice. What are the three advice would you like to suggest to like, uh, which like, or like uh, some properties of the good founders, right? That uh, this must have three properties for the founders and three must not have, right? Kind of like properties yeah. for the founder. I know there is no like a straight, clear, like cut and uh, like a plain vanilla kind of book where every startup founders can follow, right? Because every startup is a different story and they have to face different problem. And that's a basically fun part of being in entrepreneurial journey, right? But what are yeah. do's and don'ts you would like to tell them? Well, I think what you must have is grit and persistence. What you must have is self-awareness and your ability to modulate and manage your psychology. And then what you must have is a little bit of luck because most startups fail. And so you need to have lightning strike a little bit and catch fire. But the grit and persistence comes because you will not be alive enough to catch fire and to get your luck moment unless you stay alive. That's why the first two are so important. And then I would say was not have, I mean, must not have arrogance that you think it's all going to work out without you're making it, you know, without you're doing the hard thing and, and making it hard. What you must not have is a fixed mindset. You must have a growth mindset and your ability to overcome challenges. Interesting. So, uh, Alisa, what is your in general opinion about like current macro situation, like uh, the inflation data it's just lower as compared to the March, but like people are so bullish nowadays, like they thought like, okay, there's like 8.5% is new normal, I think. What is your uh, yeah. in general opinion uh, here? Like how, how would you, you know, like to take it from there? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I try not to look that closely at the macro environment. And here's what I know. I know I don't know. And the truth is that like, there are so many reasons inflation is here. There are so many reasons that stocks are down, that crypto is down. I, I myself am a believer in crypto. And I, what I know for sure is that things go in waves and cycles. I come back to my own advice, which is I control what I can control. So actually, I try not to read the news because I don't think the news is helpful. I think the news is constantly trying to sell papers. And I think the news is trying to report stories and make up stories where there aren't, that don't necessarily bear out. And I don't mean that they're doing that willfully. I just mean that um, experts feel they have to explain why we have 8.5% inflation. It's not clear to me they know. I just don't necessarily know they know. Again, I come back to controlling what I can control, which is my behavior and my communication. Interesting. I mean, uh, we also like some sort of like a personality test assessment for the founders we would like to back, right? As an uh, VC. And on top of that, one of our partners always mentioned that uh, you never waste a good crisis, right? So yes. I do agree with you that in crisis time, of course, like only if you look at the news, there's like only bad things happening there, right? So right. for the builders, they should stay behind the door and just focus on building. But yeah. you're also like executive uh, coach, right? C-shoot executive coach. Uh, please, I mean, uh, also for personal uh, curiosity, like how, how does it this thing all works? Like uh, when they reach out to you for uh, like any kind of guidance or like uh, advice and how do you advise them? Like what is, what is the tricks and... Tricks here or tips here, right? 
So first of all, so when I think about coaching, I think about it from this, this two angles. Number one, I certainly am a sounding board for people to be able to safely talk through what's going on, to be able to understand what their own thinking is. One time a, a founder once called it forced reflection. So I'm like, oh yeah, that means like eat your vegetables. But it can be forced reflection because we have time and space to think things through. The second thing is that I have seen this movie before. I regularly see what goes wrong in a startup and I can give you advice to help prevent avoidable errors. And I also do 360 feedback for founders, which means I go out to founders and I find out what's working and not working about their overall leadership ability from the stakeholders around them, their employees, sometimes their boards and others. And then I help give them a specific behavioral roadmap to help them uh, achieve their goals and, and achieve more better leadership style in accordance with their um, with their what their stakeholders think. Understood. So, I mean, um, we, we started investing since 2019, right? So we had to find our unicorn aid, but the startups are doing so far well. So I'm not here yeah. to preach about like my VC fund, uh, but uh, so when, when, when is the right time for the founders, right? To seek for the coach, uh, basically like, because in precedent seed, they're bootstrap, they cannot afford like, uh, and also they don't have time to go outside and look for coach, right? Because they have some sort of like uh, KPIs to achieve for the next funding round. So what are yeah. the stages where startup founders come to you? Like, okay, they're like BC or like IPO stage. Well, all of the above. I mean, the truth is that a coach is really helpful when you become face-to-face -face with the realization that you don't know what you don't know. So that can be early stage or later stage. First-time founders very often haven't run, haven't managed a team of 50 people before, and there they have a 50-person startup. Other more, more, let's say, seasoned leaders might have done those kinds of scaling before, but they realized they didn't do it the way that they would, would have wanted to do it. They made mistakes along the way, again, un, like unforced errors. So I think it depends on where you are in your own progression and the maturity and seasoning and experience you've had as a leader. But ultimately, a coach can help you accelerate your learning and time is money when it comes to startups do you also think like uh, the mental health is as important as in uh, physical health because when you're building when you are working in highly competitive markets especially financial sector or like uh, startup environment right how much time a startup founder should devote to the focus on mental health well definitely i mean mental health spiritual health physical health it's all important i talk about this in my book from startup to grown up you need to have morning routines that help you be at your best. You need to have ways to reduce your stress. If you're having mental health challenges, you should absolutely, absolutely see, seek an expert out. And you need to have safe spaces, coaches and other people to vent to and to be unsure and vulnerable with. That's how you're going to support your mental health. Interesting. Well, Alisa, thanks a lot for coming to my podcast, right? And uh, it's always a pleasure to meet you uh, yeah, online or offline. Uh, hopefully we see each, uh, each other in uh, another DAO's uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, by meantime, like uh, one question from my side is like, how do people reach out to you? Are you active on Twitter, LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm actually the most active on LinkedIn. And also you can come to my website and uh, that's alissacohn.com, A-L-I-S-A-C-O-H-N.com forward slash scripts. And that will help you find your way to download five scripts for delicate conversations difficult conversations, and one to make your life better. You can also check out my podcast, which is also called From Startup to Grown Up. Perfect. I, I will uh, I will add the links in bio when we post it on the, our uh, YouTube channel and also like on iTunes. Uh, perfect. Thanks a lot, Alisa. 
Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.